Hey guys, it's Ava, and welcome back to Not Your Average TV Junkie. I am very, very excited about what I am talking about this week, and buckle up, it is going to be a long one. I have a lot of things to share and some very fun segments. I'm going to be talking about my favorite Glee songs from season one. I'm going to be talking about the TV quotes that I say on the regular, and there's a couple movie quotes in there. I'm going to be talking about why I love Superstore. That's number three in my segment of why I love blank, fill in the blank TV show. And my last topic is my back to school tips as everybody is going back to school soon. I know that things are going to look a little different this year because of the coronavirus, but hopefully my tips still like span that because even if you aren't going back in person, I know most people are at least going back to school online. And I do have some entertainment news and some random tidbits to share. Also, I want to note that I have made an Instagram account for the podcast. It is NYATV underscore junkie pod. And it's all lowercase. So go ahead and follow that. I've been asking the people who follow me on there what they want to hear about and just giving some behind the scenes information. So I highly suggest you follow me over there and like I said I have so much to talk about buckle up this is going to be a long one let us get started okay so my first topic of this episode which I am really really excited about is I am breaking down my top 15 songs from Glee season 1 and I was gonna do 10 but I ended up with 15 so we're gonna roll with it and I also have honorable mentions but I will try and be quick so let us get into my top songs from Glee season one and I will be doing this with all six seasons there's only six seasons right I wanted to say seven but I guess I just created an imaginary season so let's get started my very first one is don't stop believing the very first version they did in the very first episode with Finn and Rachel on lead with Kurt Tina Artie and Mercedes and Mr. Shu was going to quit his job to become an accountant and they sung this to him and he Not really because of the song, but this helped him consider that he didn't actually want to be an accountant. He wanted to stay and coach the Glee Club, and I just, I love this song. It became a huge Glee staple, and this first version is forever and always, will be my favorite version. They sang it at least once, maybe twice in season one still, but this is definitely my first version, the song, my favorite version, the first version also, and it was originally sung by Journey. My second one is Take a Bow, originally sung by Rihanna, and it is a Rachel solo. I love this song, first of all, just the song is fantastic, and it fits so perfectly with the storyline, and Rachel kills it, and I love it, and Rachel is singing it because she wants to be with Finn, but Finn is already with Quinn, And so she's just essentially telling him that his facade of wanting to be with her is over, like she's moved on, which obviously she doesn't because they end up together later in the series. But I also wanted to share that I read Leah Michelle's book recently, and she was talking about she's originally, she's a Broadway kid. She started out on Broadway, and she said that this song, because it was a pop song, it was a Rihanna song, was actually really difficult for her to sing, and they almost cut it from the show but it fit so well with the storyline, and she ended up singing it so, so well, so I wouldn't, had I not read that, have even known she had any trouble with it, because I love the song, it sounded absolutely fantastic, so I just thought that was a fun fact, 
Number three is Taking Chances, which is another racial solo, and I I love this song. Again, I love the way it's done. It is from the episode Preggers, where we find out Quinn is pregnant, but I don't remember the context of the song. I just know that I love the song, and it is originally a Celine Dion song. And my fourth one is Maybe This Time, which was sung by Rachel and April, aka Kristen Chenowitz, who is absolutely fantastic. And she is one of my favorite guest stars, and that is one of my favorite guest star songs, and it's, again, done so well. I have no idea what the context was of this song, but it was very early in season one, and it is originally from the musical Cabaret. My next one is the Halo and Walking on Sunshine mashup, which is the girls of Glee in their battle of the sexes against the boys leading up to sectionals. The mashup was fantastic. The performance was fantastic. The outfits were fantastic. I'm 99% sure this was the vitamin D episode, so they were all on vitamin D, provided by none other than Terry Schuster. But they were all on vitamin D, which just makes you, like, crazy and... Um, upbeat and have a lot of energy so the song was really a lot of energy because they were on vitamin d but it was just fantastic obviously the cast wasn't on vitamin d so (laughs) but the the characters were and uh it's originally by beyonce and katrina and the waves are the two different is that even what my thing says i don't know if that's right it's what my notes say but don't don't back me on that i know from beyonce but i don't actually know if katrina and the waves is actually a group that's really bad okay just ignore that P- pretend I know because it could be autocorrect because I've never actually heard of that group but that doesn't mean much yikes okay anyway we are moving on my next one is I'll stand by you one of my favorite Corey solos one of my favorite Finn solos he is singing it to a baby sonogram which is a little bit strange he thinks it's his kid he thinks Quinn's baby is his it is not it is Puck's however he thinks it's his so he's singing I'll stand by you to the sonogram it's originally by the pretenders and I think the vocals were fantastic and the storyline is really really cute even though it was a little bit creepy that he was singing to a baby sonogram my next one is Papa Don't Preach which is a Quinn solo with Puck on guitar Honestly, this was a pretty short segment, and it's kind of weird, the setup. They were, like, babysitting someone else's kids so they could prove that they could be parents. It was kind of weird, but the song is great. First of all, it's a Madonna song, and second of all, uh, Quinn kills it. Diana is just fantastic, so I just really liked Quinn's moment in this song. My next one is the Don't Rain On My Parade solo at, I think it was sectionals. I wrote down solo regionals, but I think it was sectionals. I need to check my notes clearly before I start recording because I feel like I have some things wrong here. I think it was a sectionals, but don't quote me on that. It could have been regional season one, but I absolutely love Leah singing Don't Rain On My Parade. It is so fantastic. Her version, this version, the very first version, is my very favorite version in the entire show. She killed it, and I had never actually heard the song before. It's from the musical Funny Girl, sang by Barbara Streisand, and I'd never heard the song, but I've gotten really into the song and all the music from Funny Girl because of Glee, which I just I appreciate very much because it's a fantastic musical, and that song is absolutely fantastic. I know all the words. I will spare you. I will not sing it for you because I'm a terrible singer, but I absolutely love it. My next one is another Rachel solo with everybody else kind of popping in at the end, Gives You Hell. She was mad at Finn and was supposed to sing a song with Hello in the title. That's the episode title is Hello, and you were 
uh, Mr. Shu asked them to sing songs with Hello in the title, and she decided she was so mad at Finn that she was going to sing Gives You Hell, which, first of all, the song is fantastic. Rachel's sass the entire time. When she finishes the song, she sits down, like, super sassy and crosses her legs and glares at Finn, and Mr. Shu is like, uh, is supposed to say hello? And she's like, no, I was only focused on the first syllable, like, it doesn't matter, she doesn't even care that it was was wrong and it's just I loved the the song I loved the performance I thought it was hilarious and sassy and Finn was just like what on earth is happening it was so great song is originally by the all-american rejects and also I know a lot of these are Rachel solos but first of all Leah has one of my favorite voices in the show and a lot of Rachel had a lot of solos in season one and everything she does is great so that it explains it but I mean, I love everybody, don't get me wrong, but her voice is probably my favorite. And then my next one is Jessie's Girl, which is Finn at Rachel about wanting Jessie St. James wanting Rachel, but wanting Jessie's Girl, which first of all, I think the song name coincidence of the character's name actually being Jessie, I don't know if they named him Jessie because he wanted to use this song, that would have been hilarious. But um, I just think that's perfect that his name was actually Jessie and the song was such a good fit. It's originally by Rick Springfield, and I think that Finn, another one of my favorite Corey vocals. My next one is Rose's Turn, which was a Kurt solo, which a lot, I think this is a very underrated Kurt solo. I really, really like this song, and he is singing this kind of towards his dad because he wishes he was more like Finn so he could get his dad's attention when his dad first starts dating Carol, Finn's mom, and he's getting really close to Finn and Kurt just wishes he could be like that, so he sings Rose's Turn. It's super theatrical and great, and I love it. And it's originally from the musical Gypsy, sang by none other than Bette Midler. And then my next favorite is Bad Romance, which is a group number for the theatricality episode. I thought it was so fun. It was a great song, great performance, originally by Lady Gaga. All of the costumes in the Lady Gaga episode were so fantastic. I loved them all. They were all, again, so theatrical as the name suggests, but I love that one. And also Poker Face, which I believe was from the same episode. It's also by Lady Gaga, but I'm not sure. This is Rachel and Shelby, aka Adina Menzel, which is also one of my favorite guest stars. And Leah Michelle and Adina Menzel, whose names also almost rhyme. Uh, their voices go so well together. They're literally two of my favorite voices of all time. They killed the song. I loved it. They were like sitting around the piano. This is, I'm assuming, like pretty quickly after she finds out that Shelby's her birth mom. But I just, I love this song. It's done so well. Their voice pairing, again, is so fabulous. So I love that. And then I have two more. Keep Holding On originally by Avril Lavigne, was another group number. This is one of my favorite group numbers from season one, and going along with that is Lean On Me, which was another fantastic group number by Bill Withers. And so those are my, I think those are my two other than Don't Stop Believing, my two favorite group numbers of season one. They're both kind of emotional and like got to, uh, what's the word? Like showcase, there you go. Wow, that was hard. Showcase everyone's vocals really well, so I really like that. And then I have a handful of honorable mentions, which I will talk a little bit less about, but I just want to mention from the pilot episode, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Uh, it wasn't very good. The Glee Club wasn't like um, experienced. Like the song was good, but it, it wasn't supposed to be very good because the Glee Club was brand new, but I love the song and I think it was done really well. So have Say a Little Prayer by the Unholy Trinity 
Quinn, Santana, and Brittany, and I love the three of them, but I didn't love the performance, which I know is a really unpopular opinion, but since I love the three of them, and they're all obviously incredible singers, I wanted to mention that. And I have My Life Would Suck Without You, which I love Kelly Clarkson, as I've mentioned in the podcast before, and the song was done really, really well. Also, Defying Gravity from the musical Wicked, and I'm a huge fan of Glee Diva Offs. So that was the origin of the Diva Off with Kurt and Rachel. And Kurt, as part of the show, like flubbed the last note because he didn't want to play the, the part with the female that was originally written for a female voice. So he flubbed the last note. And but the like recorded version where he's not fake messing up is fantastic. Also, Jump from the Mattress Store episode, which also was fantastic. The Mattress Store episode was so fun, and, like, the routine they did on the mattresses, which the big ones were actually, like, trampolines, they did with all the flips, and Brittany and, oh gosh, Mike, I can only think of the actor's name, and Mike doing all the flips, and the cool jumping and dancing was awesome, and the song was great, and I just, I really did enjoy that episode, and then Imagine, which was with the Deaf Choir, and I think their performance was just great, the message was awesome with them, the Deaf Choir teaching the the Glee Club kids how to sign, and they were singing with their signing, I just thought it was really cute, and then I have Leaving on a Jet Plane, which I believe was in the pilot when Mr. Shu was about to leave to be an accountant. He was singing Leaving on a Jet Plane all alone in the theater, which was kind of sad, but I actually really like that song. And that fun fact, that was not the song they were originally going to sing. I don't remember what they were going to sing, but since the show was brand new, they couldn't gain rights to the song they wanted to sing. So they ended up singing Leaving on a Jet Plane, which I actually really liked. And then I have two more, Bust Your Windows, when... Uh, Mercedes threw a brick or rock or something into Kurt's windshield because he didn't like her before she knew he was gay. And Amber Riley is fantastic. She has an amazing voice and that song was just great. I love it. And then my last one is The Boy Is Mine by Santana and Mercedes. Again, they have two fantastic voices. They are the queens of the duet. They do, they work so well together, their voices and their performances. So I also loved that. And that would be all of my favorite Glee songs from season one, my top 15, and then some honorable mentions because y'all know I cannot make a decision, so I just had to talk about everything that possibly came to my mind. So you'll, you'll learn that pretty quickly. I have no decision-making skills and just want to talk about everything. So I will spare you me continuing to talk about Glee music this episode, and we will get into segment number two. Okay, let's get into segment number two. I'm talking about all the TV quotes that I say or say some rendition of on a regular basis. I I spent a lot of time going through and thinking about the things I actually say, and this idea actually stemmed from my family and I were watching Tough as Nails, and my dad mentioned that one of the people were getting winded or something, and like I swear to you, this is not even like a huge amazing race quote this is such a random little moment but someone one time I can't even tell you who said it they were racing bunny rabbits and their their bunny rabbit got like tired or whatever and he was like hopper got winded and for some reason that stuck with in my head so vividly so anytime I hear somebody say winded I'm like hopper got winded like what? that doesn't even make sense so I said that and my parents were like what on earth are you even talking about like who is hopper like what and so I explained to them that it was some random amazing race quote and that stemmed my idea to talk about all the random tv quotes that have stuck in my head and I just randomly say and people are like what on earth are you talking about Ava 
So I have a ton from Amazing Race. So I'm going to start with my Amazing Race quotes. And then I came up with a couple other TV shows that I have multiple from. And then just some more randomness. So other Amazing Race quotes I say on a regular basis. I mentioned the one question at a time for the people, Mirna, in my last episode. But essentially they were asking someone in a foreign country a bunch of questions on Amazing Race. Like where, where to go, like if they knew all that. And the person was not understanding them. The person didn't speak English. And Charlotte was like, one question at a time for the people, Myrna. And so I say that all the time. I just, whoever I'm talking to, I'll be like, one question at a time for the people, dad. Like, I'll just, that's what I'm talking about. Like, these are the most random moments in TV. And I'm like, those stick right up there in my head. And I just talk about them all the time. So here is more examples of that. Jonathan and Victoria from Amazing Race, like, I would say like 10, 15 years ago at least, they, he was kind of mean to her, like, he was not that great, and she would always just be, like, yelling at him, and he'd be, she'd be like, John, like, come on, John, like, all the time, and so my dad and I, whenever we're, like, joking around with each other, we'll be like, John, come on, John, like, neither one of our name is John, and we'll just, like, say John at the, all the time, and it's so funny, so we just call each other John because of Jonathan and Victoria from, like, a million years ago, that's one of our favorite seasons, I want to say it's, like, six or seven, Amazing Race 6 or 7, so, like, a really, really long time ago, but we say, we say that to each other all the time. My dad and I also, John and Jessica's first elimination on Amazing Race when they had an express pass, and they didn't use it, and they got eliminated, and John was, like, smiling and was like, well, you know, there's nothing I can do about it, like, the pass is the pass, and he's like, has this giant smile on his face and looks ridiculous, and so my dad and I do that to each other all the time. We're always just like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing I can do about it with, like, a giant smile because it was super, super goofy. Like, who does that? He was, like, not even upset about it. And Jessica, the girl, was like, what on earth? Like, come on, dude. It was so weird. But my dad and I also do that one all the time. And then someone one time said, I don't also don't remember who this was. It might have possibly been Jonathan from Jonathan and Victoria, but I don't know for sure. He was like, I need someone to speak to me in English, which was, like, super rude at the time because he was in a foreign country and like you can't expect people to speak English however I do it in like obviously people are speaking English but when like I don't understand what someone's saying I'll just be like I need someone to speak to me in English like obviously they're speaking English but I will just say it because I don't understand what they're talking about another one is I'm in Russia rushing through traffic so they were I think it was Brooke and Claire she's like I'm in Russia rushing through traffic And whenever I've been to Russia, when I was in Russia, I thought about that the entire time. And then whenever anybody mentions Russia, I always think of that, which is so strange. Like, this is what I'm talking about, how my brain works. Like, someone will just mention Russia and I'll be like, I'm in Russia, rushing through traffic. Like, that has nothing to do with anything. And then I also say we're trying to make love, not war, which was another Charlotte and Myrna quote. I say that all the time. I know that's like a famous thing, but that's like the first time I heard it when I was younger. And I say that all the time. I'm pretty sure this was Mallory who said, aw, I want to juggle on a ball. There was, like, some person next to the challenge, like, standing on a giant ball juggling. And she was like, aw, I want to juggle on a ball. I say that all the time. Like, anytime I hear juggling or, like, someone doing some circus thing, always say that. Another circus quote that I think was Brooke and Claire again is she said, I want to be in the circus. That's where I belong. Which I also think is hilarious. So again, with the circus thing, if it's specifically circus, I'll think, I want to be in the circus, that's where I belong. Another one that my dad and I do all the time is Justin and Zev. He was like, 
Zev was being rude to someone at the challenge and Justin was like, Zev, be nice. And so my dad and I say that all the time to each other. We'll be like, Zev, be nice. And then another one is positive mental attitude, which I know is another popular one, but Kent and Vixen were like trying to be positive or something. And at the very beginning of the episode, she was like, today we're focusing on PMA, positive mental attitude. And they were all like jazzed about it. And then within like 30 minutes, they were falling apart because they got lost or something. And also they were in a car one time. They were kind of a train wreck. They were in a car one time and she was like, I don't know, like off her rocker. And she was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm going to jump out of this car was like yelling about it. And so my dad and I always joke, we're like, I'm just going to jump out of the car. Like, like, I can't do this. So there's that. And then I have one or two more from Amazing Race. I'm actually pretty sure this might have been Rachel Riley from Big Brother days, not Amazing Race days. But she said, like, just go ahead and drink your haterade. So whenever I see or hear Gatorade or like think about people hating, I'm always like drink your Haterade, which I'm but now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been a Big Brother started on Big Brother, but I think that's hilarious. And there's probably more amazing race quotes that I brainstormed than what I brainstormed, but I can't think of any more right now. But I am definitely gonna do a part two to this series, like in a couple months. I'm just gonna like start jotting down all of the the quotes that I say that are from TV shows to make sure I get them because I just thought of this topic episode like a couple weeks, a couple days ago. So I didn't have a lot of time to think about it and like really like hear myself and what I say and what I think. But that is what I could think of for Amazing Race. I do have some other stuff. So from Glee, anytime, I mean, anytime I fall, someone falls, I say or think at least I didn't fall and break my talent, which is a Rachel Berry quote. She was walking into the choir room and the boys had like buttered the floor for some reason, not to like trip her, but to trip someone else. And she's like walking in and she slips and like completely bites it and then pops, immediately pops back up and like taps her hair, like fixes her hair really quick and goes, well, at least I didn't fall and break my talent and keeps moving. So I say that all the time to people if they I mean like not usually out loud but sometimes like if it's someone I'm really close with I'll be like well at least you didn't fall and break your talent which I just think is funny I also say I'm gonna go all Lima Heights on you which is a Santana quote she's always like I'm from Lima Heights I'm not afraid to get dirty and so one time she was like I'm gonna go all Lima Heights on you and so I say that sometimes when I'm mad at someone I'll be like I'm gonna go all Lima Heights on you like they even know what that means and then Santana also says no me gusta all the time which is Spanish but which is obviously not just like she didn't just make that up clearly but she said it would just like snarkily say it all the time so sometimes I'm like no me gusta when I don't like like something so I just think that's funny um also Rachel Berry quote a lot of these are either Rachel or Santana quotes and Rachel said being a part of something special makes you special which is like a big part of Glee but I think I just like that quote I say that sometimes and another one that I was specifically talking about with my dad last night is Rachel and it was like Blaine and Sam and Mercedes. It was a big group of them in New York and they were talking about having a potluck and Rachel's like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Like I'm going to bring cake or whatever. And she was talking about bringing this cake and then she's like, I got to go. And she's like, I'll grab the cakes. And before she can even like turn around, she's like, taxi, taxi, hey, like yelling <laughs> at this taxi like she's talking normally normally and then just starts screaming at the top of her lungs taxi and so I just think that's hilarious so I always picture like myself in New York doing that I would never do that 
not that obnoxious, but I just think it's so funny, and I, I think and quote that all the time. And then my last one from Glee is, that's how Sue sees it while holding up with your hand the sea. I know you guys can't see me because this is a podcast, but if you, I am holding up the sea like Sue does. <laughs> that's how Sue sees it. I say that all the time. I don't know. It's kind of obnoxious, but I do. Anyway, moving on to Gilmore Girls quotes, I say, uh, Lorelai said, I need coffee and a shot of cynicism. She said that to Luke, and I, I think that's hilarious. I mean, like I mentioned, I love coffee, and so I say I need coffee and a shot of cynicism all the time. And then also, on the coffee vein, she said, someone else asked her, I think it was, might have been Max, is like, do you like coffee? And she said, only with my oxygen. So whenever anybody asks if I want coffee, I'm like, yeah, only with my oxygen. Because I also love coffee. And then another coffee quote, apparently, there's, there's a theme here. These are all Lorelai coffee quotes. There is other things, but all Lorelai coffee quotes at the moment. And she was like, I can't stop drinking the coffee. If I stop drinking the coffee, I stop doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. Because people tell me to stop drinking coffee all the time because I have an obsession with coffee and I can't sleep and I wonder why and that's probably why so I'm always like I can't stop drinking the coffee I stopped drinking the coffee I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing and we all know I have enough trouble putting words into sentences anyways so without the coffee you would never be able to understand me let's be real and then Lorelai also said boy with the poodles already one time and I love that it makes no sense She's just talking about how oi is a very funny word and poodles is a great word. And if you put them together, you would have an amazing catchphrase. Oi with the poodles already. And so I just, whenever I feel necessary, I say oi with the poodles already. And also copper boom, which was put together by accident. Uh, Rory was saying like a list of things. She's like, oh yeah, I used to be the girl that just would put a little copper tone on, a little mascara and boom, I'm out the door. Norla was like, all I heard is copper and boom. And the rest of the episode, they just yelled copper boom back and forth at each other. So I also enjoy using the phrase copper boom. And then my last two are the idea of cul-de-sacs, like plural being coles-de-sacs, coles-de-sac, something like that, which I don't even know if, tr- if it's true. I don't know if it's coles-de-sac or cul-de-sacs, but that's what Rory was saying. It was coles-de-sacs. So whenever I see a cul-de-sac, which how many times can I say that word? Oh my goodness, it's losing its meaning. I say coles-de-sacs and also anvils. There was a Friday night dinner scene at the beginning of an episode where Lorelai was like, but really, where did all the anvils go? And so whenever anybody, which you don't really hear about anvils anymore, like, really, where'd they go? But whenever someone mentions an anvil, I'm like, where'd all the anvils go? Which is just funny. So I have a couple friends quotes and then just random. So my friends quotes, obviously, pivot when Ross and was it Joey or Chandler? I don't remember. Was trying to get the couch up the stairs. And he was like, pivot, pivot. Like really obnoxiously as they were trying to get the couch up the stairs. So I say anytime pivot is fits into conversation, I will yell pivot. And then a, like a moot point. That's the, the phrase is a moot point. Like a point that doesn't matter. But Joey thought it was a moo point, like a cow and so whenever someone makes a moot point, I say moo point. People are like, you know it's moot, right? I'm like, yeah, I know, but Joey thinks it's moo, like a cow. Like a cow's opinion doesn't matter. So I always say moo point. And then I constantly, I don't know how I manage to fit this in the conversation, but I always say they don't know that we know that they know that we know that they know from when they were talking about Monica and Chandler being together and they were all confused about who knew and if they knew they knew, but 
So I say that a lot. I also say Joey doesn't share food because I hate when people take my food. So I'll always be like, Joey doesn't share food. Or I'll be like, Ava doesn't share food because I don't want people taking my food. And I also say, how you doing all the time? Because Joey, Joey is one of my favorite friends characters. Joey and Monica are my favorite. So here's a fun fact for you. And now I have my random category. There's a couple of, like, musicals in here and then, like, movies, so just ignore the complete randomness. The first one is I'm constantly, like, jokingly quoting the Cell Block Tango song from the musical Chicago. Like, there's a part where they're, where, essentially, if you've never seen the musical or you haven't heard the song, the point is, like, these women are in jail for murdering their husbands or their boyfriends or whatever, and... The idea is, like, it was a murder but not a crime. Like, they're justifying why. And one point, the girl goes, yeah, I, he came home for, din- for dinner one night and I fixed him a drink like usual. Some men can't hold their arsenic. Like, poison. Like, she poisoned him, but she's like, some men can't hold their arsenic. So, I, like, find ways to talk about that in regular. Like, I always am saying some men can't hold their arsenic. And I'm also saying the other girl was talking about how her boyfriend or husband or whatever doesn't chew gum he pops it and so she killed him because of that apparently but I always say chewing gum no not chewing popping like that's how she said it so like I always think about that too and then like I mentioned a couple episodes ago I am watching One Tree Hill for the very first time I am at the start of season three I'm getting through it pretty quickly but Peyton always says people always leave and she has like a little poster in her room she's an artist so she drew it and she's always like people always leave And so, I don't know, that stuck with me. So, I say that quite a bit. And then, make it work, designers. Make it work from Project Runway. I say that constantly. Another one is No Soup for You from Seinfeld, the Soup Nazi episode. That is, like, my favorite Seinfeld episode of all time. There's, like, the soup shop. And if you don't follow the owner's directions, like, you step a certain amount of times, you say things in a certain order, you don't get soup. So, I'm anytime I drink soup, I'm like, no soup for you. Stuff like that, which I think is hilarious. The next one is EVOO Extra Virgin Olive Oil, which is a Rachel Ray quote, which when I was young, I used to be obsessed with Rachel Ray. I loved everything she did. I was constantly watching her show. Like when you're little and you get in trouble, your parents are always like, I'm going to take away your cartoons. No, it was like, I'm going to take away your Rachel Ray. I loved watching Rachel Ray. And she would always say EVOO Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Like if you're going to abbreviate it, why would she say the whole thing afterwards but it was just funny and anytime I use EVOO I say that and then this is from I have two from parenthood the first one is junior year that's the difference between paging Dr. Braverman and do you want fries with that because the first time I watched it I was a junior in high school and that just stuck with me because it's hilariously true and really sad and so I say that all the time when people talk about junior year I'm like that's the difference between paging Dr. Braverman and do you want fries with that And then another phone from Parenthood was the tomato in the room, not the elephant in the room. He thought the saying was tomato in the room. So now instead of elephant, I use tomato, which people think is is wrong. But I, I know where I got it from. Like, I know the correct saying. I just choose to use the wrong one. And then the musical Annie, which I've decided recently is my favorite movie because I don't have a favorite movie. I watch a lot of TV, obviously, hence the podcast. But I I don't have a favorite movie, so I've taken to deciding that Annie is my favorite movie, which is really technically a musical, but it's my favorite movie. And so Miss Hannigan says, take it down a thousand, no one's going to believe that. She was telling the, the kids in the orphanage to, like, 
look happy, like look excited. We're having someone like check the place or whatever. And they're like, we love you, Miss Hannigan. And she's like, take it down a thousand. No one's going to believe that. And so I, I always say that. And then another one from Annie is, if that floor don't shine, like the top of the Chrysler building, kill, kill, kill. And I say that also a lot, which, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it and saying all this stuff, like people probably think I'm crazy. Like, if you know me in real life and I just start saying random crap, just ignore it. Just know that it's probably from some obscene scene in a TV show and you should just ignore it because I'm insane. Okay, my last one is my dad and I, I think this is my last one, yes, my last one, my dad and I constantly are quoting Dumb and Dumber, like, we are always quoting it, we say, oh, yay, we landed on the moon, everybody, which is, like, a joke from the show, because they landed on the moon, like, 20 years before, or whatever, and the guy, like, is walking out of a restaurant, he's like, no way, we landed on the moon, everybody, and so my dad and I say that all the time, and just, like, a bunch of other random Dumb and Dumber quotes, like, don't worry, I'm a limo driver, and then he, like, falls off the end of a tarmac for an airplane. It's like, my dad and I just constantly quoting Dumb and Dumber on really old seasons of Amazing Race. So, again, if you hear me and my dad saying stuff that makes no sense, that would be why. So, like I said earlier, I spent a really long time compiling this list and all the things I talk and think about, and I'm definitely going to do a part two because I'm sure that I've forgotten stuff just because... I was just thinking off the top of my head and not like really going about my life to think about it. But I was so excited to film this after the whole Hopper got winded scenario with my parents that I was just like, forget it, I'm going to film it now. So I did. And here it is. And like 90% of my dialect is TV references. So there will be more. I will come up with more things that I just randomly say. So get ready for that. And let's move on to topic three. All right, let's get going with segment number three, why I love Superstore, and also just looking at my timestamps for my first two segments, this episode is going to be so long, so hang in there, I'm getting there, I have still like, I feel like so much to talk about, but this is just going to be a really long episode, and I'm making it longer by explaining to you that it's going to be a really long episode, so let's get into it, why I love Superstore. So essentially, I started watching Superstore about a year ago, I watched the first, I watched like three random episodes on an airplane because I heard like people recommended the show to me, like people, YouTubers and stuff were like, yeah, this is a really great show. So I was like on a, on an airplane board and I was like, I'll just watch this first three episodes of Superstore, like whatever. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. This is hilarious. I love it. And so I watched the entire thing in like two or three weeks over Thanksgiving break. So like yeah, it was a little under a year ago that I did that, and the most recent season just wrapped, and a new one is coming, which I actually, I think I did talk a little bit about Superstore and the coronavirus in my first episode, but I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, uh, so essentially Superstore is a TV show that is kind of framed after The Office. It is in a place of work. It is in a giant superstore, like a Walmart, so to speak. It's called Cloud Nine, but it's like a Walmart. And it follows these characters and their work life and a little bit of their personal life. And it goes, talks a lot about like what's going on in the world in terms of working in like retail like that and working on a nine to five for minimum wage, that kind of life and how hard it can be and all of that and so that's one of the reasons why I love it is it's just so it's real it's real life and it's funny it's so so funny but it it shows real life in a hilarious way that doesn't take away from the real the realness of what what they're talking about but it's funny in a way that you're you don't feel like you're just like listening to how depressing working 
minimum wage retail job is. So yeah, it's hilarious. That is why I love it. The storylines are all really good. It flows really well. It makes sense. And the characters are fantastic. There's really good character development. I feel like sometimes on a sitcom, the characters are just kind of stagnant. Like they don't actually develop because it's more funny and not like real. But I feel like this show has a lot of good character development as well as the characters being hilarious. I also think the acting is fantastic. I love America Ferreira. Like I mentioned, was it also in my premiere episode I talked about America Ferreira and Ugly Betty? But I love America Ferreira. She's hilarious. Her character, Amy, is awesome. Her character, this is kind of a spoiler, so if you have intentions of watching Superstore and you haven't already, don't listen to this next part. But essentially her character was like a floor manager and she got pregnant and think she had like a lot of trouble with like maternity leave and all of that and not getting paid maternity leave and it was really difficult for her and then she kind of like rose her way through the ranks she'd been working at Superstore at Cloud9 for a really really long time and then she became manager so she was currently the manager and then this is all more spoilers but she's currently the manager when the last season ended, I don't know if it was like season five or six, but the season ended and then they're writing America for out. She's going to be with her family. So I don't know where that's headed with management and all that, but, um, they are, I don't like, I cannot, why can I not speak today? Oh my gosh, what is happening? Um, so I don't know where they're going with like the new manager and all that, but she was the manager for a while. And then the guy who was the manager stepped down because he, he had a family like in the show's life and so he just worked wanted to be like a floor manager so they kind of switched places and like I said the character development of America for his character Amy she used to be Amy Dubinowski and now she's Amy Sosa she got divorced that um like storyline her character development was really good and another one of my favorite parts of the show is they have these random funny customer like side bits so like they'll show the main show and then like right before they cut to commercial they'll be like a guy like eating a banana with the peel on in the grocery store or like something completely random like someone's like fingers like gushing blood they're trying to like band-aid it in the middle of the store like super weird like fun customer horror stories or just like sides in the show like before the commercials or whatever and I just think that's absolutely hilarious I also love their diversity and representation in the show they show a lot of different ethnicities and they show some disabilities. One of the main characters is in a wheelchair. And come to think of it, I don't think we ever learn. I don't think we ever learn why in the show Garrett is in a wheelchair, but the actor is not, but the character is. And then there's LGBTQ and all of that. And I just think so many different lifestyles. And I really like that diversity. And like I said earlier, they talk about real life stuff in a way that's funny, but also respectable to the issue that they're actually talking about, which I think that balance is really difficult. And I think they have achieved that balance. So I really like that. And then they follow again, like I mentioned earlier, the office archetype, but it's its own show. It's its, it's, its own separate entity and storylines and characters. I mean, they follow some of the like Dwight archetype and uh, Michael Scott is that even his name? Sorry, I haven't seen The Office in so long. Um, archetype and where they, they you can see that character connection, but it's, it's, it's enough of its own show where you're not like, wow, they're just totally spinning off The Office. So that would be why I love Superstore. And hopefully I will not lose my train of thought so many times in the next segment because I want to be able to speak eloquently. But apparently today 
That is the struggle. So let's get going on to segment four. All right, so my last segment of the day is my non-TV related segment. I was planning on doing a Big Brother cast assessment. That was where this segment was being saved for. And then I read on the Instagram that they are not announcing the cast until the day of, or like rather while they're shooting like the live uh, move-in day for Big Brother. And so that really ruins my plans of doing a cast assessment and a winner pick and all of that. So I think I'm scrapping that and I will talk in depth about the cast when I talk about the first week of the show. So maybe I will have a segment just about the um, premiere episode so I can talk about the premiere episode and then I can also just discuss the cast because it kind of threw me off. But I'm also, I have like more information on that that I think kind of what happened in my entertainment news segment. So I will get there. But for right now, I am talking my back-to-school tips, which is my only non-TV-related segment this week, which I believe I said, I don't even know, did I say that in my head or did I say that out loud? I'm losing it. Okay, anyways, so my tips, these are mainly high school tips, either if you're like an incoming freshman or even just starting off a new school year, you need some tips to get through high school. I am going into my senior year, so I have some experience in the realm of schooling in high school. I like to think I've gotten pretty decent at doing the whole school thing and I know this year is going to look a lot different because of the coronavirus and everything else but I still really wanted to talk about it. You're going to have cross your fingers as much of a normal year as possible especially since I'm going to be a senior like I've said a thousand times. I really hope my year is as normal as possible. So my first tip is join a club. Join a hundred clubs. Join everything you want to. Everything you can make friends, find your community, enjoy what you're doing. Like I said earlier, I do it all. I join every single stupid thing you can join. But find a club, find a sport, mock trial, band, theater, something to be a part of, something to have that community. I can tell you that being on the swim team has been the best part of my high school. I've been swimming for as long as I can remember, but being a part of my high school swim team has just been fantastic. I love it. My team and my coaches, everybody's so fantastic, and that's really become my community. That's something I look forward to every year. So again, cross your fingers for me that I get my swim season this year. It's not till the spring, so there's a chance, but I am not all that hopeful if I'm being honest with you, but find something to do, and I have made some of the best friends I have through my the other things I do too, journalism and color guard, and like I said, swim. You just meet so many amazing like-minded people, so just, just find some things to join. My next tip do your homework. It's simple as that. Just do it. Don't get behind. Do things when they're assigned. If you're assigned an essay that's due in two weeks, don't just the night before be like, crap, I have to write a five-paragraph essay. At least be brainstorming, working on it, and leading up to that. And uh, trust me, trust me, trust me. It is better that way. Things turn out better. I know teachers are always like, I can tell when you write it the night before. And we're always like, no, like you really can't. I always write it the night before. And I don't know if they can tell that you wrote it the night before, but things do turn out better. You get better grades if you don't, if you don't write it the night before. Next thing is sometimes it's better to get things done than to do them perfectly. I have fallen victim to taking so much time to do something, a homework assignment, studying for a test, whatever, taking so much time to do something that it's taken me so long and I would have gotten probably the same grade had I taken an hour less time and made it slightly less perfect. Everything does not need to be perfect. I cannot stress that enough. That has killed me so many, so many times trying to make everything just like done super, super well. And obviously you want to strive for the best. You want to do your best. 
but you don't want to spend way like exponential amounts of time to do things when you don't need to like trust me I've learned that the hard way we're just spending hours and hours trying to do this stupid assignment that the teacher's gonna flip through and be like oh yeah you did it here's your 10 completion points there's no point in you sitting there spending hours and hours on it my next one is study for quizzes as much as you would study for a test I know that they don't, they're not like weighed as much usually in classes. Quizzes are weighed a lot less than tests are, but it it does you more harm than good to get multiple bad scores on quizzes. It's going to kill you to keep getting bad scores on quizzes. So study for your quiz like it's a test and that will really, really help. That'll pad your grade in case you're, I'm not that great at taking tests. I know a lot of people aren't that great at taking tests or say you're really bad at writing papers or certain assignments. It pads your grade to do well on quizzes. So study for a quiz like you would study for a test. Another thing I would say is a few good friends are better than many acquaintances. I am not super popular. I don't have a ton of friends, but I have some very, very good friends. So I think personally it is better to have five very, very good friends, a really tight-knit small friend group, than to be super popular and know every single person but not have any really great friends. I think it's better to have very few very great friends than to have so many people you just like kind of know. Like you can kind of know a lot of people's name and like what sport they play. But it's nice to have more a couple people that you're really, really close to. Utilize your free time in class to get things done. Don't when your teacher gives you free time, don't sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Don't talk to your friend. Don't watch Netflix like Put your head down if you have free time and get your math homework done. Study for that quiz. It will pay off to have things just done. Like, trust me, I cannot count the times that we have free time in class and I'm like, whatever, I'm just so exhausted. I'm just going to sit here and listen to a podcast. Like, sure, listen to your podcast, but also start working on your math homework. Like, don't just waste that time because you you want that time. Trust me. Don't take a million AP classes just because you want to pad your resume and your GPA. It is not worth it to take classes you do not want to take just because you want to seem better to colleges or you want your GPA to be higher or you want to seem smarter. It is not worth it. Take the classes you want to take, whether they are regular classes, whether they are AP, whether they are honors. Take what you want to take and don't worry about everybody else. Things will work out. My junior year, I took four AP classes and three honors classes and I just about ran myself into the ground just because I wanted to make sure I padded my resume for college and I wanted my GPA to be high and it is not worth it. It wasn't worth it. I had to drop a class in the middle of the year and it is much better to just take what you want to take in the very beginning of the year and start it out strong and then you won't have problems like that later. That is my probably my biggest piece of advice. Don't take classes just because you think they look good and just because you want to seem smarter. It is so not worth it. Do not be afraid to ask for help. You can ask a teacher or a counselor or a parent or even just a friend, an older peer, anybody. Ask for help if you are struggling, if you are stressed out, if you are overwhelmed. Ask for help. People are there to help you. I can almost guarantee that you going and talking to someone and being like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with what do you think I should do? I don't think I can get this homework done, yada, 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 that it will pay off more than it won't. Like I can almost guarantee it will help you. So I suggest doing that. Dropping an activity or a class is better than killing yourself with so much work and no sleep. Like I said, I had to drop a class last year, which was my own fault for taking a million difficult classes. 
but sitting there and looking at your schedule and if you're thinking I'm taking five AP classes I'm a competitive swimmer I'm in journalism I'm in band all of this and you're like this is not going to get done you're gonna have to drop something and that is okay you do not have to do every single activity and like I said earlier this is all from my own personal experience like this this is all mistakes I've made I've done too much like going into my senior year I've dialed it back I'm only taking two AP classes I'm really focusing on swimming and journalism I'm not doing 500 other things because I want what I'm doing to be done really really well I always say I'm jack of all trades master of none I do it all I'm average at everything like I'm 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 a good student but I'm not the smartest person, which is fine. It's totally fine. I'm a pretty good swimmer, but I'm not the fastest swimmer. I was in color and I was like, okay, I was okay at playing the flute, but I'm not devoted. One of my good friends is a really, really fantastic swimmer. All she does is school and swim. She's so, so, so good because she dedicates her life to swim. I dedicate my life to 500 things and then you just kind of become average at everything, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing because it's literally my life. But sometimes if you, if things are lacking, if you're doing 73 after school clubs and your schoolwork is, is like lagging and not doing well because you're doing 73 other things, maybe it's time to take a look back and pick a couple things you really, really like. You don't need to do it all so you can make sure you focus on something that's as important as your schoolwork. So that's all I'm saying. You don't need to do it all and it's better to drop something than run yourself into the ground. Um, my next tip is to take breaks. Don't, you cannot, it is not good for you to get home after swim practice at five o'clock and work till midnight. You're not, you're not going to, your brain is not going to be able to do that. You're going to be so mentally and physically exhausted by the time you get to midnight that you're not even going to know which way is up. So take 30 minutes after dinner and have a snack and watch TV. Watch an hour of TV before bed instead of studying over and over again because it is not this is not worth it. Like, I cannot stress it enough. It is so, I've learned so much during this quarantine that it is so not worth it to put your entire life in your schoolwork. It's, it's so not worth it. There's so much more to life. You're going to get into college. I guarantee it. You're going to get in somewhere. Unless you are, you know, you're not doing anything else and your schoolwork is, I'm going to be a doctor and you need to focus your full attention. That could be great. But if you're like me, and what I want to do is not, I don't need to be the smartest person and I don't need to go to the very best college. I don't need to be in, go to an Ivy League. I don't really want to even go to an Ivy League. There's no point in killing yourself and putting your entire life in your grades. It, there's so much more to life. That's the biggest thing I could say. There is so much more to life than these four years of high school or middle school. If you're in middle school, there's so much more to life than school. So it's, it's not worth it to put your entire worth in it in a GPA, in a number. Your worth is not a number. I'm sorry, this got real deep, like really quick. But um, yeah, so here we are. And then my very last tip, which goes along with that, is enjoy school. Enjoy it. It, it does go fast. I'm going to graduate in a year, and it's insane to me. I mean, at the time, it does feel like it's slow, but it's fast. Time flies by. Enjoy school. Enjoy hanging out with your friends. Enjoy whatever you enjoy. I don't enjoy going to parties. That would not be fun for me. But if you like going to parties, go to a party, have fun. For me, spending a Saturday night with my friends watching The Bachelor, stuff like that, like that is what's fun to me. Enjoy it. I spent 
so much of my school life, like I said earlier, focusing so much on studying, putting such an emphasis on my grades, making that my entire life's worth, that I feel like I missed it. I missed some certain parts of school that I was just so focused on grades that I missed what is fun about being in school. So don't do that. I, I regret doing that. And I know a lot of people say no regrets in life, but I'm one of those people that I would... I do have some regrets in my life, and I think that's okay. I think we're made to regret things, but, I mean, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change what I've done. I wouldn't change the way I've treated my schoolwork. I'm proud of all the things I've accomplished because of school, but it's not its not everything. And I can sit here right now, having been in quarantine for the last six months, seeing my senior year being taken away because of the coronavirus, and thinking that, don't wait, don't spend your entire life going it's okay I have my senior year I have next year I have next month next week it's not promised nothing is promised so live in that moment of you might not get it next year you might not get it next week you might not get it tomorrow we don't know you don't know like and that sounds grim I know but you don't you don't know I never in a million years would have thought that in January of this year it would have been like yeah my senior year may or may not happen because of some worldwide pandemic like nobody knew that was coming nobody thought about that so there's no point in sitting here in high school your sophomore year being like I'm just gonna put my head down and grind my senior year is the time for me to have fun because that's what I've been thinking this whole time is that my senior year was gonna be the time where I had free time and I got to like hang out with my friends and go to football games and all of that and it's it's gone pretty much. And so I just don't think that it's worth it to, to push things off. Live in the moment. Tomorrow is not promised. That's why I'm here on this podcast because I always thought, well, I'll do it later when I have more free time, when I have more of this, when I have more experience, when I'm more confident in myself. Like, no, like tomorrow's not promised. So I'm doing what I want to do right now because who knows what where the future leads. So that's just my advice for you guys that got real deep like real fast there in that last segment but hopefully the rest of the rest of the episode was pretty lighthearted, talking about glee songs and my crazy mind with tv quotes and super sore so i hope you guys enjoyed this wait hold on i was about to end it to end the episode and i have entertainment news for you all back to entertainment lighthearted stuff here we go my first bit of entertainment news is Emmy noms are out and I was actually going to do an entire segment on the Emmys and the nominations and then I realized I got overwhelmed in about three seconds by all the information and I was like you know what you can just google the Emmy nominations and see the categories and the things you actually care about instead of me reading you a mundane list and giving you some sort of opinions I have on the shows when most of the shows I actually haven't seen or I don't know enough about and pretty much all I'd seen is all the reality tv shows so I did not know enough to comment, so I was like, you know what? Y'all can look it up yourself, but Emmy noms are out. If you do, like, really want to hear my thoughts about, like, awards or whatever, like the Tonys when they come back or something, like, let me know, but I will probably just let you know that the noms are out, and that will be it. Okay, so here is what I've deduced about the Big Brother cast debacle that I was talking about earlier, is, first of all, I was, like, researching it, and this is, like, kind of rumors, so I really don't like to talk about rumors, but I have more rumors to talk about honestly, which I think is hilarious, but this is what I saw. I was, like, looking at it, and apparently there's, like, some giant controversy about Nicole Franzel. I think Franzel, Franzel, I don't know how to say her last name. I'm so sorry. I talked about her in my top Amazing Race teams, and 
that she was, like, spying for CBS or something weird, and, like, I totally don't think that's true. Like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, that does not sound like her. I'm very, very confused, but they were like, yeah, she was spying for CBS or something and, like, ratting people out. I don't know. It was really, really strange. That's what I read. It's probably not true, but I just thought that was super weird, and if it is, like, what is even happening? I have no idea, but that was another thing, and then what I think is actually more likely the situation is that I also read that a couple of the people who were supposed to be on the cast possibly have tested positive for the coronavirus, so they were, like, unsure what was actually going to happen, if the people were going to be able to be better, and, like, like definitely not, um, oh my gosh, words, what, like, <laughs> where you can, um, c- contagious, oh my gosh, and they were definitely not contagious, so I think that's more the reason why we don't have a cast, because they were, like, we have to make sure these people are good to be in the house before we announce it and then have to change it last minute. So that's what I'm personally thinking is happening. So anyway, I will, maybe we'll get more information on that. If not, I will definitely be talking about the Big Brother cast when it comes to the uh, premiere night on Wednesday, the 5th, something like that. I don't know. Today's Saturday the 1st. I can't even keep track of the days. I cannot speak. Oh my goodness. Good thing we're wrapping this up soon because I am on the struggle bus. Okay, my next thing. Dancing with the Stars is changing its hosts. They have completely gotten rid of Tom and Andrew, and they are replacing, they have just one replacement right now, but they are talking about, well, they are introducing Tyra Banks as their new host, and I I like Tyra Banks. However, when she hosted America's Got Talent, I do not think she did a very good job, and I think Tom and Aaron were fantastic hosts, so I'm a little bit confused why they're making this change. And I just don't think she's that great of a host. She was great on uh, Next Top Model, but she was not as great, in my opinion, on AGT. So I think Terry, who is the current judge on or host on AGT, is so much better. So I'm a little bit leery about them replacing Tom and Aaron because I really liked them. But I am keeping an open mind. I will definitely watch it. And also, they announced on a um, Bachelor GOT episode that Caitlin Bristow is going to be on this season and I am really excited about that actually I really really like Caitlin Bristow and I remember I've listened to her podcast for a very very long time and she's always 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 wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars and she was saying that they like when she originally like was gonna be on it after she finished her season of The Bachelorette and then they like changed it up on her or something but I, so I'm super, super excited for her. I know she really actually wants to be on the show. So I'm really excited about that. And none of that is actually new news. This Dancing with the Stars stuff is all pretty old. I just realized I haven't talked about it. And I really do love Dancing with the Stars. So cross your fingers, COVID to go away and we can get a new season. Also, I have, oh, okay. We, I have something to talk about and then I have two updates. So I was reading on Instagram. This is another rumor. So like, the stuff I say that's rumored, like, don't, like, attack me if it's wrong, this is just what I'm reading, is that Claire Crawley is no longer the Bachelorette, and they're possibly, like, replacing her with Tasha, which I like Tasha, and I never actually, like, seen Claire Crawley, so, like, I'm not upset about the change, however, I'm just kind of confused, like, I don't know if any of this is true, but people were saying there was, like, some huge debacle with Claire, like, either not wanting to continue the season or like she was saying stuff and the producers were like this is ridiculous like we're not continuing with your season I don't know if any of this is true and then it was like rumored that Tasha and like Tasha posted something on her Instagram that like kind of hinted at it that she might be replacing which is cool with me like 
I don't know, anything, I'm down for anything at this point. Like, I wasn't dead set on having Claire as the Bachelorette anyway, so that's fine with me. But I just think it's all very, very crazy. It all happened very, very fast. I, like, literally just saw all that information before I sat down to record this. So I don't even really know what is happening, but I just thought I would let you guys know on that. And then my two updates. First of all, America's Got Talent judge cuts. I talked about in my first episode, I wasn't sure what they were even doing with America's Got Talent because of the coronavirus, but essentially what they did for judge cuts, if you didn't watch it and you're just curious, normally for judge cuts, from what I remember, is that they have everybody they said yes to in the auditions perform again, other than the golden buzzers, and then they decide, they like narrow it down to like half or whatever, but everybody performs. Now, what they did this time because of the coronavirus is they like replayed the auditions or whatever, and then the judges just decided, and then they picked 10 people to re-perform at Judge Cuts. So then 10 people did like distance, um, like re-auditions, I guess you would say, like over Zoom, and then they decided people that way. So I like I liked it. The episode I felt like was drug out for like a really long time. I watched it a couple days ago, but I think they did it well. They did the best they could with what they were dealt given the situation and they made Judge Cuts happen. So I have no idea where the lives are going, like none at all. That'll be in the next, I mean, I don't know. I think next week they're doing like some 15 years of AGT, like spectacular something or other, like showing the best acts. So I don't even know. I think they're still trying to figure out their live situation. So I will let y'all know when that is squared away when I get to watch that or when I hear more information and then lastly um I talked about my first episode the tv I was watching at the time and I mentioned both United We Fall and Tough as Nails as brand new shows so I didn't really know like how I felt about them so first of all United We Fall actually both of them I loved I love both of them and United We Fall is a family comedy and I said in the first episode that I feel like family comedies all kind of have the same, like, ideas and, like, CBS, NBC, ABC, like, run through them really, really quickly because they they pitch one and it sticks for a season and then they play out the season and people are like, meh, it's just average, and then we, like, move on to another thing that's very similar. I, I still have an inkling that this could happen to United We Fall, however... I'm really, really enjoying it. I think it's really, really funny, and it's kind of unique in, like, the characters and all that, so I'm actually a big fan, so I just wanted to say that, and Tough as Nails also. Phil Kogan, like I mentioned, I mentioned a lot of Amazing Race in the last couple episodes, my favorite TV show of all time, um, I think is just, Tough as Nails is fantastic. I was not anticipating to like it as much as I do, but I really, really, really like it. I think it's very Amazing Race slash Survivor-esque. And it's less dramatic and just more like people being tough. And all the all of these people seem like such great people. And so I really, really am enjoying that. So there's two positive TV show updates for you right there. And with that, I'm going to conclude this episode. If you have made it this far, thank you so much. This has been a super, super long episode. Again, I will mention the Instagram for my podcast is NYATV underscore junkie pod P-O-D. And I would really appreciate you giving me a follow over there. I am doing polls and stuff about what you guys want to hear and just some behind the scenes. So again, thank you so, so much for listening to this very long and dramatic. I will be very Chris Harrison and be the dramatic, pod, the most dramatic podcast episode 
ever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will see you guys very, very soon. Bye.